deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin. Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz. We have some grave, important news to talk about. Uh-oh. Very serious stuff. Very mm-hmm. important. Very, um, uh, I don't know, people are weighing in. You know, I think it's our duty to <laughs> to talk about this mm-hmm. as, as entertainers. Um, as we all know, everyone needs needs to to hear what their what their favorite entertainers have to say on current events. Always, always. What's going on with Taylor Swift's plane? <laughs> I'm I'm so disappointed in Taylor. So disappointed. <laughs> it's it's always fun when celebrities get caught off guard. Like 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 this is something that you have a PR person for, right? And I would have thought that they would have had like a more prepared response to like, hey, if anyone ever gets mad at you for your plane thing, here's what you say. Um, but clearly none of them did. And that's been really fun. Yeah, yeah, they weren't ready for this one. This this one really, really got them. Listen, this is another this is another shrieking shack after dark. Mm-hmm. While it's still light out. And we don't have any important news to discuss in the Harry Potter realm. So this is what I've been doing in my news gathering. I've just been seeing, you know, hey, these celebs, they, they, they're flying their planes too much. Yeah, yeah. And this is the second time that we've gotten dangerously close to uh, making the, the Taylor stands mad, which scares me a little bit, <laughs> a little tiny no, bit. We no. don't mean it. Look, no, look. We I loved haven't, we folk- haven't... folklore? Is that we... the album you <laughs> <laughs> We loved it. A beautiful album. <laughs> no, we, we you don't need a plane. Taylor doesn't need a plane. It's not a comment on her musicality. No, greatest musician of the last fifty years, probably. <laughs> that's that's so true. That's so <laughs> true. Um, I, I I had a moment when I when I like saw this and, and was enjoying the like the, just seeing all the you know Taylor fans and Drake fans and. Was it one of the Kylie Jenner, one of was one of them at the top, right? Yeah, like one just, of them. Just celeb celeb heads, you know, having 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 to to deal with this one. But um, I was immediately like, J.K. Rowling isn't like plain rich, really. I guess. I mean, like, yeah, she's got like a Billy, but like, she's not flying places, I guess, on a private jet. But then I remembered that she did rent out that super yacht one time. The super yacht, yeah. Which which is maybe equally as funny. But uh, I guess I guess authors, even even the most high profile authors on earth, aren't like jet setting around the way that like actors and musicians are. But it was I was still just like ooh, ooh, I want to see that. I want to see that footprint. Right. Um, Stephanie Meyer should have a plane. Yeah, no one should have a plane except for Stephanie Meyer. Probably. Where will she go? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's nobody should have a plane, but there are lots of people who I would like to give planes to to see what they would do with them. You know what I mean? Like, you give, uh, 
Well, maybe we do, maybe we don't need to give Jay Pats a plane. He's probably got one. He's probably got one. Yeah. He's probably got one. If any if any author does, it's 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 Jimmy Pats. Um, or maybe not because he wrote the he wrote all those global warming books. Right. He's yeah. He so maybe probably... he's like anti. You know, he'd be like, no, fuck no, don't give me a plane. He's probably calling up Taylor Swift right now. <laughs> he's probably calling. Oh, now there is a conversation I would pay to hear. Holy shit. Taylor, I think it's time for you to read a little book called um, Maximum Ride 4 Final Warning. And then she gets inspired to produce a new set of movies replacing the Jenna Marbles one that failed. (sighs) A reboot Maximum Ride film. A reboot Maximum Ride film producing and starring? Question mark? Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift might be a great Maximum Ride. Put some wings on that girl. Put, put some wings on Taylor Swift, and we've got ourselves a movie. <laughs> it's it's street look. It's streetcast after dark, folks. We're getting a little loose here. A break from the heat. It's only a nice uh, eighty-five degrees for Ooh. us to be in our closed back rooms. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's better than it was yesterday. It hit like hundred and one, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Was less good, not good. Um, I do have one, one, one little, one little piece of news here. It's mm. kind of fun. So remember how, uh, when we were still reading Harry Potter, we had like the saga of where, what streaming service the movies were going to be on. Cause there was HBO Max and there mm-hmm. was Peacock, which was the NBC one. And everyone was upset because NBC always did the like Christmas Harry Potter marathons, right? Yeah, yeah. Comcast sent me one of those, like, peacock boxes. Or rather, they sent me a box and were like, do you want your 30 free days of peacock? And then I just, and then I just stuck it in a closet. And even, like, just recently, they, like, sent me a, sent me an email and were like, please give us our box back if you're not using it. (laughs) What what is the box? It's just like a box that plugs into your TV and streams Harry Potter to you, I guess. Oh my god. Wait, they have, like, their own set-top box just for peacock yes oh my god i don't know if it does other stuff because it was just like have this box it comes with peacock you have to have it and i was like no i just want the internet and then they're like please give us our box back if you're not using it i didn't want it Give me the speeds I, I, I was promised. I didn't, I didn't ask for the box in the first place. <laughs> you can't ask me. I I am not lifting a finger to return this. I'm no, sorry. No, no. Like, you can drop it off at the Comcast store. Absolutely not. I'm holding it hostage now. <laughs> you can come and pick it up. <laughs> if you want it that bad. Like, if, if this is worth something to you, you come get it. What the fuck? I'm not going to the Comcast store to give you the box I didn't ask for. Right? <laughs> Oh, the peacock box! Incredible. I had I had never heard about this. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It reminds me of when a friend of mine a long time ago bought a TV because of like a uh, a pricing error on Walmart's website. Nice score. Yeah, it was an insane score because it was like a missing a zero. So it was like <laughs> getting a thirty third like like thirty five hundred dollar TV for three hundred and fifty bucks or That's something like that. That's a classic. Yeah, just just amazing, amazing steal. It worked, and then he got an email from them like a couple weeks later that was like, "Uh, the thing that you bought a while back was actually a pricing error. Um, and if you bring it back in the box, 
uh, we'll give you a $50 gift card. <laughs> it's like, no, actually, I'm good. Yeah, don't you feel bad for Walmart? Please bring us our TV back. <laughs> Can I have the TV back? And, like, the f- 50 bucks is, like, that's kind of insulting, really. Like, it is. Like, yeah, what? Like, or maybe it was, like, the price of what he paid plus 50 bucks or something. But even still, it's like, no, I'm I'm gonna... I'm gonna keep the $3,500 TV that I got. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm gonna put my free comcast box on it um, <laughs> score we're we're bringing back wire cutting we're, we're we're doing life hacks here yeah yeah um anyway peacock now has the harry potter movies again after it being on hbo for like 10 months and i don't know how how long this is going to keep going back and forth but it's very funny to me like it's just i, I guess this is how it is now the the they're gonna share custody of Harry Potter on two streaming services until the end of time. Wow. So I could go and get the Peacock box and plug it into the old TV. <laughs> if you were hankering to watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, perhaps, or any any of the other fine films in the Harry Potter saga, uh, you could do that. <laughs> Unless Comcast is, like, waiting for you to do that, and then they're gonna, like, descend on your position, you know, and, and take it back. Yeah, here's a question. Post-mortem, mm. the Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. If you had to watch a Harry Potter film, uh, yeah. not number three, you can't pick <laughs> oh, that one. Okay, which, I was like, which would you easy, choose? done. Okay, if I had to pick one that wasn't the good one, um, <laughs> fuck, that's actually, huh. It'd have to be, like, maybe the the first one, I think, is, like, fun. You mm-hmm. know, like, like just, like, it's a good, it's a good family movie, it's charming, it's got all the class, you know, it's got all the iconic music and stuff, and it looks nice. Um, but, like, it's also, like, two and a half hours long. Right, right. Um, fuck. That's really difficult. It's, it'd be, like, one... Or maybe four, because four is like the shortest, and it's got. I think there's some like genuinely pretty funny stuff in that. It's like the Goblet of Fire one, where they made it a little more like teen comedy. I yeah, guess. yeah, that one's wacky. That one's wacky. I don't know. That I think that one would go down smooth, at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? What about you? Uh probably five, because I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I also think it's pretty short. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Five is the shortest one, because it's, like, notably short, because it's the longest book. Right, right. And they, like, took everything out, because that book sucks, um, and just, like, whittled it down to, like, the most basic stuff. Yes. Yeah, that'd be the shortest one, for sure. So we um, picked the shortest one. That's good yeah, to know. Probably. The, that's, that's the mark of quality. In a film series, I'll watch whatever the one I have to commit to the least is. That's, that's kind of my philosophy watching movies in general. <laughs> Can we see the shortest one, please? You should like because I, I I I I there are a lot of really long movies that I like, mm-hmm. but I definitely have a like apprehension to going into them in the first place. I think. Or yeah. like, or like, like, like if I if I learn how long a movie is before I watch it, 
uh-huh. I might start making excuses for myself and be like, oh, actually, I've, you know, I can't, I, sh- I should watch something else or I'll do something else or whatever, which is insane, by the way. I just played, I just finished Persona 5. Mm-hmm. 110 hours, I think, is my final count on that. So, like, I have zero room to talk here. But if you tell me a movie's three hours, I'm like, I don't know. I could be doing something else. I could watch something short. I could watch, like, two movies in that time. Yeah, it takes kind of a leap of faith to know that a movie is three hours long and decide to watch it. Yeah. But I I will sit down and watch six hours of TV, so I can't explain that. (laughs) But a movie, yeah, one movie. I mean, like, I watched, um dune and that's like nearly three hours and i had a great time i thought that was really fun if if i guess it's because like the movie is one thing you know it's like one you know like if an episode if you watch six episodes of tv and two of them are bad you still got like two you you you, you know it's only two of them that are bad right like there's more coming and it could get better (laughs) that's the star trek ratio for (laughs) you Oh my god, speaking god, I've been fucking you know you know what barrel I've been scraping recently? <laughs> what? Voyager. Oh yeah. oof. Yeah. <laughs> that Ooh. that ratio is a little different, yeah. I would say. Even pretty pretty bad for Star Trek. Sorry to Voyager fans. I'm also a Voyager fan, but ouch. Voyager's like Voyager's so funny because I I forgot Voyager's first episode is really strong, I think. And then I think it's like episode three or it's it's two or three, I think, that just opens and there's like no premise for the episode. It's just like the episode starts and someone walks onto the bridge and is like, there's a really tiny wormhole that we just found. Right. Yeah. And then they spend 20 minutes talking about how small the wormhole is. And, then, <laughs> and there's just nothing happening. And I was like, I forgot how quickly. Oh, and also in, I think in in this same episode, Janeway like threatens to blow up a Romulan ship with like a dirty bomb. Yeah, absolutely. She will. Like she fills a shuttle full of explosives and is like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to blow this shuttle up. And I'm like, okay. So really we get into the stuff everyone gets mad at Voyager for in like the opening hours of the show, which is very fun. It never stops though. (laughs) <laughs> they are consistent. <laughs> it yeah, never it is. gets better, is the thing. It no. just sort of stays. And there's some like good episodes that pop yeah. up every now and again, but it's like stuck in that like Star Trek ratio of bad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a real bummer. I mean, like you you get some good stuff, and I think Voyager is one of those ones that's so frustrating because the characters are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the EMH. I think Janeway is, like, really good until the writers suddenly decide she should be, like, a monster randomly yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I love Janeway, except when she's terrible. I love <laughs> Harry Kim. Yeah, Harry Kim. Yeah, there, there's so many great characters, but they're just stuck with nothing to do. Um, the writers never treat Chakotay with, like, any interest or respect from no. what I've seen no, so far. No, absolutely not. Uh, just no good. I watched, I watched a bunch of episodes of Voyager and then I like immediately tabbed over and watched Our Man Bashir from DS9 and was just like, oh, fuck. It's so good over here in the good show. Yeah, it doesn't have Neelix. (laughs) (laughs) But, 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 you know, a movie's just one thing. You can't episode hop. Right. Uh, uh, you're stuck, so I get it. Wait, hang on. 
Maximum ride runtime. Oh, yeah. Let's see how long that movie is. This is going to be the perfect film. It is one hour and 28 minutes long. Oh, not even a tight 90? (laughs) Holy fuck. It's a... it's a really tight 88. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. We've got to. It's it's 160 chapters and it's one hour and 28 minutes worth of movie. Fuck yes. All right. That, this is so good to know. I am excited. That's easy uh, to commit to. There's no leap of faith needed. <laughs> This is going to be good. This is going to be fucking great. Okay, we'll put that on the list. We've got to do that now. Mm-hmm. 90 min not even 90 minutes. Yeah, see? I'll I'll watch that film. They got they got me good. <laughs> oh, you can you can tell it's loose. You can tell you can tell it's a it's an afternoon recording here. We're mm-hmm. chilling. Mm-hmm. Um but uh um I you know I, I would love to talk about Star Trek all night, but um we've got we've got we do have a little bit of chapter to discuss this week. Yeah, I guess so. Y- yeah. Um I I wrote a surprisingly long summary for it, but I, I hope that it um gets across to, to, to the audience at home how little happened in this chapter this week. Sure. Um uh, let's take it away. Edward takes Bella into Carlisle's office to show off his family history. Carlisle is not just handsome, smart, and rich. He is also misoniacally kind. Carlisle gives the pair some space, and Edward explains to Bella, while showing her odd mementos like books and paintings, that Carlisle struggled with his transformation into a vampire for years before finding his purpose. Carlisle tried to kill himself over and over rather than feed on human blood, and in doing so discovered firsthand the near immortality of vampires. After feeding on a deer and realizing it sated his hunger, he finally realized that he could live without breaking his moral code and drifted in and out of vampire society, fiercely debating with others and also becoming a muse for a famous painter. Damn, this Carlisle guy sounds cool, maybe he should have gotten his own book. But then Edward takes Bella to his room to show off his stereo. He gets back... On his you-should-be-scared-of-me bullshit, but Bella doesn't take the bait, and they play-wrestle instead, Alice and Jasper show up to invite them out to play baseball. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> Speaking of, like, things where, like, 120, you know, 120 chapters became 88 minutes of movie, this, this is kind of going the opposite direction. This is, uh, uh, I think, maybe 80 pages of story... Uh, have been stretched out into a 900-page novel in, in, in my hands here, is, yeah. is what it's starting to feel like. Uh, well, get this. Um, I had the exact same uh, chapter here, uh, where they have a conversation about Carlisle's backstory, then they go and play wrestle in Edward's cool room with his stereo, uh, and then Alice <laughs> and Jasper show up and invite them to go play baseball, um, except in mine... Uh, Stephanie Meyer couldn't even be bothered to, like, rewrite the Carlisle conversation. So, like, <laughs> partway through it, like, every so often, it'll just say, I told Bella about the decades in between, and then doesn't tell me what it is. <laughs> so it is complete and utter nonsense in my book. I love this so much. I love the I love the idea of writing 
like you you are returning to your home turf you know like this is home field advantage here uh 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 back to the book that started it all writing it from a new perspective everyone's wanted this the fans have been hoping to see this book see the light of day for a decade and it sounds like a solid quarter of your book is her trying to write around not having to re-explain stuff. <laughs> it's like, well, why did you do it then? It sounds like you have nothing to say. Yeah, this is easily the most of that, where I think that she realized none of this shit matters at all. Um, <laughs> right, And just yeah. decided not to uh, expand upon it. I The one thing that I get in this chapter that I think is unique is um, as Edward is sort of explaining to Bella his, like, Dexter backstory, he has a mental aside where he remembers one of his kills, and that's some, like, uh, a little bit of backstory for Edward that I get, which is, like, essentially, like, the plot of, like, a Law & Order SVU episode. Um, and it's very distasteful and horrible, but that, and then he just, like, snaps back to the present and is, like, talking to Bella again about the Carlisle conversation that I can't follow at all because she hasn't bothered to transcribe it in this book. <laughs> There's, like nothing here in my chapter either like there we've had ones where like i've had some decent stuff but you your book has sort of struggled to find anything to say about it right or like mm -hmm. like had any uh a uh, uh, meaningful contribution but th this sort of goes the opposite direction or or i guess it, it's like th this feels like my chapter's fault <laughs> if that makes sense, right? Like, in 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 that, like, you know, I I, I think that most of Twilight, I, I, like, it's gotten funny and it, you know it's had some rough patches so far. But I think that like most of my book has felt like worthwhile reading so far mm -hmm. until this chapter, where, like, it was already sort of um, like like stretching credulity a bit last chapter to just have the meet the parents stuff going on but extending that into a second with ending on the promise of a third chapter of them not doing anything with no conflict or plot or angst hanging over that like it just feels like we have like wandered out of the story yeah uh, and if you are returning to a book with the intent of rewriting it from another character's perspective, you kind of needed a perspective to exist in the first place. <laughs> and there's just not one in this chapter. No. It's, it's, it's really something. Uh, like, like I really struggled to write that summary out. Uh, because like, there's, there's nothing to grab onto here. Like, like the funniest part of it is that, in in mine, the most interesting thing that happens is like what happened to Carlisle four hundred years ago, and it's just Edward who is now basically outside of him, you know, occasionally trying to be like, "Ooh, aren't you scared of me?" Like like zero angst. He's gotten what he's wanted. Bella's gotten what she she wants. Um, 
Edward is just like describing the main character of another story, and it sounds way cooler. Like, this vampire who kept trying to find ways to die and couldn't, it sounds metal as fuck. I want to read that book. Right, right. <laughs> it's like set It's like set in the 1600s. He's like meeting, he's meeting famous painters. <laughs> like, it sounds fucking awesome. I want to, I want to hear more about Carlisle, honestly. But uh, so, so do I. But I didn't hear about Carlisle. <laughs> you didn't get anything about Carlisle. That's that's the funniest part. Like, like I, I, Edward is fun and all, but he he is. I think I, I think in 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 my chapters, he, whenever Carlisle's around, it, it has sort of felt like he is like the the less interesting character, and the solution to that in Stephanie Meyer's book seems to have been to just, like, not tell his story anymore. Like, like it's being hidden from you. It wasn't in last chapter either. Right, right. Um, <laughs> what is what is the pretense of this conversation for you? Because in mine, they just sort of wander into his room and start talking about him with him there. Uh, but I'm wondering if there was any kind of, like, framing of why they did that in yours. Um, right. So last chapter ended with her commenting on the cross that was hanging on Edward's door. Yep. That belonged to Carlisle's pulpit. And right. she was like, wow, that's so cool. And then Edward tells... The first story about how cool and based Carlisle is. Mm -hmm. And then is like, but here, uh, like, let me show you. And then takes her to his dad's room, I guess. Which, <laughs> let's just think about the logistics of this. By the way, you're, you're meeting your boyfriend's parents for the first time. Yep. <laughs> after the third date by the way yep um and uh they introduce themselves and then you know they go upstairs or whatever and then your boyfriend is like oh my dad is so cool let me show you his room right like you just you thought you were out you were in the clear right because you're already <laughs> nervous you're nervous about yeah. meeting his parents and it's like whoo that went well you've like parted Oh, or I'm gonna go to my my boyfriend's room with his cool stereo, but no, no, you have to stop by dad's <laughs> office and uh, see his cool paintings first. Bella, Bella probably regrets pointing out the cross on the door. You know, it's oh, it's like yeah, <laughs> don't don't get Edward talking about Carlisle. It'll it will it will not end. He's gonna drag you into his room, which. Also, like, Car so Carlisle and, and Esme already, like, left, you know, like, 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 they, they came down, they said hi, uh, and then they told Edward to play piano and then left, presumably, I, and in fact, I think explicitly in my, in my book to, like, give them some space. Mm -hmm. And now Edward is bringing her back into this the room. No, no. <laughs> look at that. Like Edward just walking and like look at this cool stick I found. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I yeah, it, I can't think of much less romantic than like like forcibly being dragged into your partner's parents' room to hear about how cool their dad is. <laughs> <laughs> especially when honestly the dad is really cool that's the, yeah, that's yeah. the funniest part it's it's not that edward has like this inflated like sense of who carlisle is it sounds like carlisle is fucking badass and awesome yeah, I mean, this is sort of the second time. This is in this has the same energy as Edward sending Carlisle to go kill Bella's attacker. Yes. Oh, like, right. Gotta yeah. get the cool guy to. Go. I mean, he didn't, right? He like no. he, like brought him to the the police or whatever or whatever. But yeah, it's like, but cool he did dad. it. Like, he did like cool guy style though, didn't he? He like he like didn't he like take a syringe then you yeah. like hitman yeah he did like a hitman execute like pretty fucking cool honestly right um but yeah i, I <laughs> the just I, this is one of the reasons i'm glad that i've like not seen the movie all the way through because i am so curious how an adaptation handles this it just because skips it, right? There's no way. I, it's just complete nonsense. It's right. It's just complete nonsense. Like, like it doesn't. Th- this is not even. Um, I, like, maybe I'm wrong here. Like, like maybe this is meant to echo, uh, like a like a scene or or a kind of scene in in some classic literature, maybe, and it's just very funny to do because, like. You know, social mores have changed the fact that, like, maybe there's some stuff in, in in I don't know Jane Eyre or whatever that Stephanie Meyer really liked, and then just transplanted into this book unthinkingly, you know, and not thinking like like not realizing how funny it is in a modern context. But I don't think this is one of them. Mm. Like, I don't know if just like going into going into like your your dad's bedroom is like okay in the, in the 1800s. You know what I mean? <laughs> It might be weirder, honestly, in a, in an old book. I don't know. Maybe it's just like a exposition about the family history that just doesn't yeah doesn't make sense here. Um, I mean, showing showing the paintings is very Regency novel, right? Mm-hmm. Like like oh, this is a pa- this is a painting of my great grandfather. He he was a, he was a roundhead, you know, like like so on and so forth. But like I I don't know. If those scenes take place in in father's bedrooms, it's also sh- like here is a painting of my father. You just saw him. He yeah. was just here. He was. Oh, that's right. He's in the room, and then he also leaves again. Like he doesn't. Carlisle doesn't want to be part of this conversation either. He there's a. This is so funny. And does he say this in your book? I'm I'm so curious. He he like Edward starts telling the story and carlisle is just like i mean like politely but he's like yeah i i've talked about this a million times bye and just leaves (laughs) (laughs) um yes yes because he's like what what can i do for you and then and he's just like nope i gotta i gotta go um so enjoy um and then he just goes away oh that's right he got a call from the hospital yeah i think that is he honest about that? Oh, no. so this is the thing that it does too, because it's like 
Edward says, "Will you tell the story?" And in his, and then I get the like Edward reading his mind where he's like, "Oh, I really wish I could," but mm. then he also just says that out loud, like, "I wish I could, but I gotta go." So I just right. get the same thing twice. Okay. <laughs> so no added depth whatsoever. So very helpful. Thank you, Edward. <laughs> I love the idea. I, I had not considered that it was like a fake call. Doing doing the I just got a fake phone call move on your son to escape hanging out with his girlfriend is like such an amazing move to think about. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing is that like in my head, I remembered it being a fake call because the only reason that you ever tell what a character is thinking in their head is to provide mm. some sort of like contrary or extra information, right? Right. So right. I sort of edited it in my own head thinking <laughs> right. back for why it else? to make sense cuz why else would it come up? But no, it's just like literally <laughs> duplicated as in like he thought something and then also said the same thing out loud. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, normally, if you were writing a story like that to, like, to like either guess or if you could actually, like, you know, enter a character's thoughts or whatever, it would be to, like, sow doubt about, like, what they truly meant, right? But it's, but because, one, Edward knows what everyone truly means, so we just get it. Uh, 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 regardless, but but the, to have to do a scene where a character is being completely honest and have to write the mind reader confirming that right in a scene with no stakes, right? Like it's not a mystery. It's not like he's like trying to confirm whether Carlisle is telling the truth about like a murder or something. It's right. just like <laughs> just like yep, I verified it. True facts. <laughs> True facts stated here. I wish I could tell my story, but I've got to go. <laughs> and he really wishes he could. <laughs> oh. You do get a little bit of an extra detail, though, in one spot. You, 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 you find out what painter these paint who did these paintings. Oh, you didn't get that? No, it was just a famous painter for me. Oh, I've already forgotten who it is. It's a Italian painter, right? Uh, I believe so. Let me let me double check. Because <laughs> I my told copy. you about it, and then I immediately forgot who the painter was. <laughs> Began with an S. Celico. Uh, Salamena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Salamena is the is the painter who. Uh, painted Carlisle and his friends uh, Arrow, Marcus, Caius, uh, <laughs> who again sound fucking awesome. I want to know about Caius the vampire. I know. Um, uh, but yes, uh, Carlisle hanging out with uh, like real Renaissance painters is a is a really cool <laughs> detail. Honestly, everything about him just makes me want. A book about him, but like, I don't know, like, like 1600s vampire pastor guy sounds fucking awesome. Uh, Edward just drives a car around. He's not really doing much. It's sort of interesting that like Carlisle gets all of this stuff that has affected him from the past, Mm. because this is sort of 
told like it matters and yeah. it doesn't to the plot or anything but it, <laughs> it is told as a like all of these experience kind of experiences like led him to the the person he is today or and all of the stuff and he had these weird old vampire friends and mm-hmm. like where he came from and uh his like being a pastor and how that like influenced his his turning and all this stuff and but for all of edward's stuff it's always like oh he doesn't remember that or like that doesn't affect him um yeah so it's really strange i because i don't i i assume that we're supposed to like edward or find him interesting but (laughs) all of carlisle's stuff um sounds like it matters to the character that he is he just doesn't he's just not part of the plot it has a sense of like um like these are explanations for things that weren't mysteries if that makes any sense right like if carlisle had been the antagonist for the first half of the book and and had like you know like mistakenly like really scared bella or like you know maybe there was like a grand misunderstanding between them in the hospital maybe maybe there was uh, some conflict in maybe the story maybe there was some conflict in the story and then we find this stuff out and we learn that carlisle's actually this like pretty interesting guy right like mm-hmm. th- th- this is a reveal with no question it is kind of the vibe it gives me like like this is imitating I think maybe similar kinds of scenes in stories where you um you learn something about a character that like changes your perspective and all their actions thus far. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that I have no opinion on Carlisle's actions thus far because he hasn't really done anything. He he walked into the hospital room and said, "You're good to go," and that's it. Um, he has not been a threat or like a like a suspect or any anything of the sort so far. Right, right. We just had it. We just had a nice meeting with the parents, and and now we get all of this. Lucky us. So, what is the conflict in the story right now? Uh, like generally. <laughs> yeah, like what's going on? What's I, what's what's happening in Twilight? <laughs> how could you have forgotten when they were briefly sitting at the piano and Edward said, <laughs> "By the way, there might be some vampires coming to town." <laughs> oh, of course. How could I forget? There's. <laughs> Aren't you wondering about so that? Con- <laughs> but by the way, not the same ones who came earlier in Midnight Sun. No, we don't was... know about those. Those were not an issue. <laughs> those were not. Those were so little of an issue. In fact, they weren't mentioned in original Twilight. <laughs> yeah, so you know this is bad because they were mentioned. <laughs> so, like, that's that's like the one hook we have. But we have like nothing else going on. All the vampires are. Oh, sorry. There's all. There's Rosalie. Who actually has a fairly interesting thing going on, right? Which is, like, this combination of, like, uh, 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 resentment towards Edward and sort of a jealousy of Bella. Um, and, and her still being human. Um, but she, uh, was so emotionally mature about it that she'd left and has removed herself from the situation. Right, to go process, yeah. <laughs> to go process and heal, and I'm just like, no, I need Rosalie here being a bitch. Like, come on. Um, is Bella upset about Rosalie not being around? 
Bella has not said a word about it since she noticed, basically. Um, so Bella doesn't care. And Rosalie <laughs> is doing some healthy processing <laughs> off screen. Bella, Bella, like, talked to Edward about it. She's like, I know, you know, I noticed Rosalie isn't here. Um, and Emmett. And Edward explained and, and said, oh, I think she's jealous of you for being human uh, or whatever. And Bella has not, like, thought about that in my book basically since that conversation. Not, not on her <laughs> radar, really. Like, not concerning her at all. Hmm. <laughs> she's not, like, driven to make Rosalie like her or, like, mad no! at Rosalie for not liking her or jealous of Rosalie being a vampire or any <laughs> number of tension points I can oh, think of off the top of my head. That'd be so fucking cool. Imagine if Rosalie was, like, jealous of being, you know, of, of Bella for being a human and Bella was jealous of Rosalie for being a vampire because she's like, you guys can run really fast, you live forever. You're like perfectly beautiful for your whole life. This, like, like, and you know, maybe they can argue about that some, and Rosalie can be like, you're romanticizing it or something or whatever. And fuck, there's so many easy, easy outs here, but there's none. It's almost impressive. There's no conflict here. We are just in a doldrums and halfway through the book. Yeah, the, the book feels over. R right. Like a romance novel where the characters. Like, I know that the, the joke with, like, a lot of romance stuff, especially, like, teen romance stuff or, like, soap opera romance stuff that, like, drags it out for a really long time, mm -hmm. the joke is always, like, just fucking kiss already, right? Like, like, like I, I want to, let's get this over with. But, like, that, like, increasingly maddening desire for the characters to get together, like, is the point of this kind of story. right. You you want to feel that way. Like, it's fun to bitch about it, but, like, it's, like, that's the, that means it's worked on you, right? Like, if you're like, ah, oh, fuck, they need to kiss already. It's like, yeah, okay, so it means that the the connection has been established or whatever, and, you, and you're, you're being strung along. Here, you know, there's a lot to be said about a romance novel that, um understands and, and, and maybe explores the fact that, you know, relationships don't, Aren't, they're not like solved once people are like going out, you know, <laughs> like, like, like two people kissing is not like the end of, of the romance. It's like, Oh, it's the beginning of a different kind of relationship. That's much, you know, that's, that's, that's much deeper and, and, and can have its own like, like hardships or, or, or different conflicts or whatever. But like, that's not what this is doing. I don't think we're no. not, we're not getting like an in-depth exploration of like what it's what it would truly be like to date a vampire or whatever. It just seems like we're they're good. They're done. It's established. What else is there now? I mean, they're just going through the same routine now over and over again where Edward's <laughs> like I'm he even literally says it like there's going to be a bridge too far and you're going to get you're going to get scared and run away and she's like no, I'm not. It's not going <laughs> to happen. And they've done this like so many times now. There, there is one moment in this chapter that I do think is really fun, um, where he's trying, he he's back on his bullshit. He's trying to be dramatic, and she is just like having none of it this time, like at all. Um, 
uh, I hate to burst your bubble, but you're really not as scary as you think you are. I don't find you scary at all, actually. I lied casually, which I thought was, like, a fun line. Um, uh, yeah. You know, she is a little scared. Um, but, like, not enough for it to matter to the story at all. Um, right. Because and, no and, one's going to take any actions as a result of this. Right. Yeah, there's no... It's not even a matter of like, 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 like the Carlisle stuff really cements. I think like, like the degree to which Edward looks up to Carlisle and like holds his values sacrosanct mm-hmm. that completely kills any of the tension here. Right. Because if it was like Edward respected Carlisle, but they like butted heads on on like vampire politics or something you know and and it wasn't a guarantee that edward would like fawn over and do literally whatever carlisle asked him to there'd be something interesting going on there it's like well i can trust the dad can i trust edward but that's not really what's happening here it's like not at all both these guys are good they are (laughs) relationship again another solved relationship this father-son thing with them my uh my book like it i get the impression that yours really focused on the carlisle story and mine like completely skimmed over it but was way way more interested in the um the dexter arc that edward had um Mm. which is another one that is like is supposed to i think is supposed to come across as like morally gray or whatever it is and edward like realized that but i just don't buy it so the like he's like i don't i guess it's like not i'm not all good or whatever and i'm like i don't know it it sounds fine to me like (laughs) i think if you want to go around like who am i to say a vampire shouldn't go around hunting serial killers you know it's 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 one of those cases where I get that, like, to be a teen novel, like, like something that's, that's, like, marketable to a wide audience, there needs to be no moral ambiguity there, right? And so everyone he hunts is just, like, the most cartoonish... Like, they, like we discussed this back when um, the Port Angeles chapter was mm-hmm. was on the docket, right? But, like, the the characters that, that are, um, like, in edward's crosshairs are like they're from another story basically like they are just they are video game enemies um i mean it's such it's such a cartoon yeah but like really dark too like my yeah mine really goes into like a weird level of detail where i'm like it just is like taken out of law and order svu and just plopped into this like wow young adult novel um I mean, I guess, like, content warning for anything typical of, like, Law & Order SVU, but there is just, like, uh, what is implied to be, like, a pedophile that is trying to kidnap, like, a young girl. This is, like, all in his flashback, and he, and, and the, the, like perpetrator is like thinking in his head like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it but i have to like have some sort of like evil compulsion to to kidnap this young girl and it's like oh and i'm gonna have to kill her and it's very dark and like gross and weird and edward is like that goes and kills him before he kidnaps the girl and and thinks and like that was the last the last person he killed where he was like I I killed a guilty and an innocent person because he didn't want to do it and it's just this 
this bizarre well, like hang on, I'm, well, hang on it's like an edward you know i don't think you need to beat yourself up on this one that's where i'm like i don't know i don't know man like i think that sounds fine <laughs> okay he didn't want to do it but it sounded like he, he was going to he was super Again, gonna do it and like video I'm game not... enemy if you can see if you can <laughs> see that the enemy is already aggroed then like i <laughs> It's just like it's supposed to be this like really like serious story, and I just can't help but laugh. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe you should still be doing that in this like cartoon <laughs> world where there's yeah. enough serial killers that he's encountering to like feed himself once a week or whatever it is. Right. It's got itself into this weird morality pretzel, right? Or it's like, uh, I I want Edward to have a conflicted feeling about killing people who he, he deems bad guys. Like, oh, who am I to be judge, jury, and executioner, right? Like, like, can I keep doing this? Blah, blah, blah. But the people that it keeps creating for him to kill uh, needs to be unquestionably vile enough <laughs> that you can't hate Edward too much for doing it. Right. For, for, for killing this person. But it also still wants to tell you that, like, maybe this wasn't the right thing to do. And all of this is happening, like, just over there. We're not seeing him do it in, in, in Twilight. It's something that he's, like, bringing up that he's done in Midnight Sun. Yeah, and it's over. Like, he he's had this... The arc has already happened... And he's already decided on it, and he's already taken the correct path, or what it wants us to think is the correct path, so... <laughs> so it's, like, not really... It's not really, like, interfering with his daily life, right? Like, he's not missing dates with Bella because he's out doing Batman stuff. Right. On no level does this manage to, like, matter at all. They... The, like, whiplash of going through, like, three pages of this, like, flashback where it's just, like, sicko shit, like, grimdark, sicko, terrible, uh, like, worst guy on earth. And then he just, it immediately segues into Edward saying, but as time went on, I began to see the monster in my eyes. I couldn't escape the dead of so much human life taken. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> Even Dexter itself, which I feel like has gotta be you know not obviously on on the uh, original twilight but but on all these scenes that are happening in midnight sun i, I feel have to, has to be some kind of influence here um dexter overcorrected on this in a really funny way that i would i would honestly love for twilight to do just to have like any sort of wrench thrown into the plot here where like Dexter, the show, always struggled with how funny it was that, like, he was getting, you know, but, 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 like, there was this sort of, like, moral 
conundrum that I think the show maybe thought was more compelling than it really was about like, ooh, like, do these people deserve to get like Dextered? And it's like, well, in the world you have created of Dexter, yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't speak for like real life, but like for Dexter, yeah. And so the way that they overcorrected for that was have Dexter accidentally kill people who didn't deserve it like oh, a couple no. times. And then one time he just like murders a guy in a bathroom in like season five because he like pissed him off or whatever and i was like well hang on no 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 now you're going too far the other direction oh he's not dextering them he's just he's just killing them he's just killing people he's killing the normal style and i gotta say um if edward wanted to be scary and 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 wanted to like you know have it matter when he goes up to Belle and he's like, ooh, aren't you afraid that I could freak out at any moment and do something <laughs> crazy? He should, like, do it, you know? He should, like, kill a guy. He should, like, rip Mike Newton in half on accident or something. I don't or, know. Or like, maybe the serial killer that Bella encountered in this book? Yeah! That's the thing. Yeah, God, even back then, I think we were saying that, like, he should have just, like, done a sick Volvo move <laughs> over him or something, right? Like... All of this is happening, by the way. I, I I think we are not appropriately setting the scene here. Mm. Uh, they are in his bedroom, where uh, <laughs> he has a bunch of bookshelves and a stereo system that is playing jazz. And not only is it, like, an expensive <laughs> stereo system, he's got it, like, embedded in the walls and ceiling of the room. Yeah, even as low as the volume was, the speakers hidden in the walls and ceiling made it sound like we were in a concert hall with the performers. That's so cool, Edward. And he's, like, playing jazz, I think, right? Like, he's just playing this, like, I don't know, Miles Davis record or something while while going, like, oh, don't you think I'm scary, Billa? It's, like, really, honestly not. I'm kind of vibing. It's nice. Like, he's doing the worst Hannibal impression of all time. <laughs> And I mean, like, classic Hannibal, not the TV show. Oh, it's so fucking funny. I, his music taste continues to be very funny to me. They, they didn't have jazz in the 70s. <laughs> no, he, he just doesn't listen to anything from the 60s or 70s. Famously jazz-free no, decades. No jazz came out then. This is great to me because it... it I, <laughs> this, this to me tells me that... Um, what Stephanie Meyer imagines jazz is, is, like, just, like, 1920s swing stuff, right? Like, like she's listening oh, to the Cuphead soundtrack, that's and that's it. To. <laughs> <laughs> Edward, <laughs> Edward is, like, dangerously close to, like, getting into electro swing or something. <laughs> it's funny hearing what Midnight Sun includes, murder wise and thinking about that and having it still not make edward sound remotely threatening to bella um honestly the most threatening thing that happens in this is the joke that alice tells when she comes in did, mm. d does that happen in yours probably but i do not remember it um after they're like play fighting alice wanders in and like sits on the floor and is like Oh, it sounded like you were having Bella for lunch, and we were wondering if you would share. Oh, yeah. Which is one I think is a great line, mm -hmm. and like it, 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 it's like the, it's like the, it's a breath of fresh air because it's like the one like 
characterful joke that a vampire has told in this. Like, Bella had that fun thing where she, like, pretended to be choking or whatever. Right. Or, or, or not pretending to be choking, pretending, pretending to, like, cover her neck because she was worried that uh, Edward was going to eat her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was cute. Um, but having a vampire wander in and make a joke at Bella's expense, even though it is intended as a joke, is like, that's a little, ooh, that's a little weird, right? Like... Yeah, she's a little weird. She's a little bit of a weird vampire. <laughs> she's a little bit of a weird vampire, but also, like, like just making a joke about, like, oh, we heard you were, like, eating a person here. <laughs> it's just, like, really fun and, and kind of fucky. It's a little scary. Like, I, she's, she's the one who comes off as a little creepy, not Edward. Right. Um, And then, and then they're, I, I was so upset at the end of this chapter because I know what's coming. Which is really important stuff. Yeah, yeah, the baseball game. We've got baseball on the way! Like Vampire that, baseball, finally! That is that is what is keeping me going here, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds, honestly, though, like it's gonna be another chapter where nothing happens, but, like, fucking, I know the, I know the vampire baseball scene. I know that's something, at least, so. Right. But it, I, I, unfortunately, it is not this chapter. My chapter was ten pages. Yeah, mine was about that, too. It's um, it's crazy. Because I got a lot of skimming for the Carlisle story, but I got the Law and Order story kind of probably making up that page count. But mine so is how, not, yeah. not much longer than yours, I don't think. How long is that? Like, when does does he tell her that or is he just thinking about he's it? He's thinking about it. Okay. He's having a little flashback in his own mind as like in the middle of his telling her about his Dexter phase. God, because he he barely alludes to it in mine, I swear. Doesn't he say some stuff like, oh, but I could read mine so I could track down the worst of the worst of the worst or whatever it was. <laughs> she asks, how do you have these organized? I asked, unable to find any rhyme or reason to the title. So she's she's looking at his CD collection. Yep, yep. And he goes, uh, um, by year and then by personal preference within that frame. So, so hang on, Edward, knowing <laughs> what we know about Edward's music taste, by year and by personal preference. <laughs> so we have like the 1940s section and then the 1950s and then I, I, you're, no, you're missing a decade or two here, Edward. <laughs> and then he says... No, they, they they literally just go into the play fighting after that. It might be a little early. So this is what I get. Um, it's like during the Carlisle thing, it took me only a few years to return yes. to Carlisle and yeah, commit yeah, yeah, to yeah, his yeah. vision. Um, I followed a murderer down a dark alley where he stalked a young girl. If I saved her, then surely I wasn't so terrible. And then I get four pages of that story and then it cuts back to yeah. the conversation. Yes. Okay, so I did I did get that. Uh I knew the thoughts of my prey I could pass over the innocent and pursue only the evil. Which again, so n- not very scary. Just sounds like kind of like a cool guy thing, honestly. Right. It's not even Dexter, right? Cuz Dexter's whole thing is that he is a serial killer also, yeah. right? He and he's like using his serial killer like powers for good. Yes. Edward's not doing that. He's just like good guy. Because he can read minds. So, like, he, he, there is no ambiguity, right? He's mm-hmm. never going to get the wrong guy. 
No, never, because he he can tell, and like the and the <laughs> kind of guys who are described are the most cartoonishly sicko evil guys yes. on earth. Also, um, he is described as having like have to like eat one once a week, and either I am grossly underestimating the amount of serial killers that are on the loose, <laughs> or, she, or Stephanie Meyer is like way overestimating it, uh, <laughs> or that's just the Twilight the Twilight world. <laughs> Because that's a lot. That's that's really gotta cut, gotta thin out the serial killer population. In the logic that the story itself has constructed, it's hard to find fault with it. Right? There's no chance he's getting the wrong guy. There's no chance that these people are like you know not as evil as they seem, and he's only like picking up minor details. No one's being framed. No, no one has like a shot at like rehabilitation here. It's just like okay, well, this guy is like one thousand percent evil. <laughs> like, like I, I sure, fine, why not? <laughs> why do I care? Right, because it can't actually commit to exploring any of those questions because Edward can't be evil. You're right. Yeah. Can we talk about Jasper for a second? Jasper comes in to invite them to vampire baseball, or rather Alice does, Um, and obviously he can, like, use his vampire powers to make people, like, feel stuff. What was the experience that Bella had during that scene? Was Was she becoming calm from Jasper? Oh, yeah, there's a weird thing that it said when he walked in. Um... Uh, the enthusiasm in Jasper's voice was catching, naturally. I found myself eager rather than scared stiff. So she's, like, calm around him, but there's no... It's it's actually relatively subtle. Like, she's not, like, aware... Like, when, when, when he arrives, she's not going, like... And then I, you know, I felt an AoE being cast on me or anything right, like that. Right, right. Yeah, I was curious. I don't know. This might not be new information from Midnight Sun um, or and for all the, the Twilight heads out there. But what I didn't realize about Jasper until now was that he um, obviously like casts his AOE spells on people, but he also like slurps up people's feelings like an energy vampire. So he's in mm. there and it's described as him like getting high on how happy they are. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not alluded to at all he's 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 there and he he invites them to baseball but he's not it's not very significant okay his his presence i guess that's interesting it is he's the one who should be eating tears that's right if he's like an energy vampire who feeds feeds on emotions then surely he would like he would like to lap up some tears it's sort of one of those things where I feel like it should be sinister, but I don't think that it is meant to be at all. That he's in there, like, getting high on their, yeah. on their joy or whatever. Yeah. there, There's, like, this weird cycle I go through with all the members of the vampire family, other than Edward, where it's like, I know that they're not meant to be creepy, and that makes them creepy, and it also makes them not creepy. Right. Like when I, because there are scenes where I just accept that that I they they are written to not be creepy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting, but it's not effective. They're they're very odd characters, considering they are supposed to be vampires. Mm -hmm. Like their their presence is really not all that threatening. 
which makes it all the funnier that Edward keeps going like, are you scared of me? Like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of annoyed with you, but like, that's about it. Right. Like, (laughs) he's like the least scary one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, Alice's comment, like, like Alice makes like a weird joke. Uh, Rosalie. No, Rosalie's not scary because she, uh, she she's emotionally mature enough to remove herself from bad situations. Um, <laughs> Jasper just sort of like is there and happy and makes everyone around him happy, but like not in no scary way. Yeah, just really not 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 a not much of a rogues gallery here, really. No, they're just we found nice. The most boring vampire family. <laughs> it's really impressive. Um. Okay. Uh, so for boyfriend points this week, mm-hmm. we don't have much to go on. So I guess we've kind of just got to give like a lump thing here for, I guess, three actions that are taken. I guess, I guess there's three things that happen here. <laughs> Edward takes Bella into his dad's office... And and tells her how cool his dad is. Um, he shows off his cool stereo, and then they do like play wrestling, and that's it, really, right? Yep. That's... Well, mm, I guess I guess we're gonna have to maybe judge the Dexter stuff too, perhaps. Then we can get. A yeah, more. we don't have that much else to go on. <laughs> All right, so. The, the dad thing. This feels like really anti-boyfriend points to me. It is a cool story, though. It is a very cool story. Um, but, but, if you are, like, dating someone, and it's like the third date, do, do you really want to hear about how cool their dad is? You know? <laughs> Is that like third date material? Hmm. That feels like you know, first Christmas together material, which is like that's 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 committed, you know? Like that's <laughs> it's so solidly in the weird zone <laughs> yeah. that I don't really know where to where to land on points. Do we think it's cute that he loves his dad? Maybe. Like, is that charming in any respect? I I mean, I guess so. I mean, his, like, I guess, his, I mean, his dad is pretty cool. His dad's really fucking cool. I don't know if that makes Edward cool, you know, but it's something. I'm stumped by this one. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, it's pleasant. It's uh, it's a little too soon, but not in like I, I'm I'm finding myself most conflict like I'm I'm not often conflicted by this where it's like mm-hmm. my my critical judgment of this like as I'm enjoying the story versus his like, like hypothetical boyfriend actions right. right but I'm like I, like I wish that this was being revealed at a different time in the mm-hmm. book yeah. um. Like a first Christmas, for instance. Um, <laughs> but no, I guess it's cute. It, yeah, I, I, hmm. 
it's really hard to do. It's just, I, I'm stuck on the placement of it being here. And um, what does but, Bella think of the story? Is she like psyched hearing about this? Bella, let me see. Yeah, I guess that's a good a good clue to go on. Bella, Carlisle. Oh, <laughs> Bella actually pulls a a real uh, a real move here. Actually, I forgot about this. Um, Edward talks about. Carlisle's story, and he gets to a part where he explains that Carlisle swam from France to England. Oh, yeah. Or England to France. And Bella is really stuck on this and is like, he swam? And Edward's like, yeah, it's, it's the English Channel. People do that all the time. And and she's really stuck on... Honestly, like, she's kind of pushing her luck here, maybe. She should have seen <laughs> how much Carlisle meant to Edward. I think she's, like, kind of maybe telling some, some jokes here that <laughs> they're gonna get her thrown out. <laughs> oh, do you think that maybe this was her way of saying she wasn't very interested in the story? That's kind of the vibe I got, honestly. That's, like, the details she got fixated on. It wasn't, like, he's a fucking vampire. It was, uh... <laughs> it was that he swam? Yeah, like, oh, your vampire dad's in some famous paintings? Um, not interesting. Oh, he swam across the English Channel? Very cool, Edward. Can we just go see your CDs now? <laughs> Uh, he studied by night, planned by day, he swam to France, and he swam to France? People swim the channel all the time, Bella, he reminded me patiently. (laughs) That's true, I guess. It just sounds funny in that context. Go on. Swimming is easy for us. Everything is easy for you, I griped. So she's being, she's kind of being a little petulant here, actually. I think, I think this is, Edward, you need to wrap this story up. (laughs) Yeah, she's... She's really fixated on a really minor detail here. Okay, I guess this is a minus then. I'm kind of going minus now, but not very much. Like, I think that I have some pluses and some minuses. So yeah. maybe some net minus, but not very yeah. much. Yeah, like a minus 10 or something. It's yeah, not, it's yeah. Not, yeah, minus 10. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about his sound system and, 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 and <coughs> putting some jazz on? Is it normal to have speakers in the wall? <laughs> this is so crazy to me. Like all <laughs> all of the house details have been really funny. So we've got it's it's like turn of the century in the front. It's modern in the back. It's all white inside. Mm-hmm. And uh Edward has a cross on his door from the 1600s, and inside the room, he's got an insanely expensive stereo. Actually, not a, no, not a stereo, because they say surround. So it's like a 5.1 system, which, by the way, Edward, I don't know, I know Edward is not real and not listening to this, but he's listening to CDs. CDs, Edward, are mixed in stereo, so playing them <laughs> on... A 5.1 system isn't going to get you jack shit. You're just going to be listening to <laughs> two channels played and stretched over five <laughs> five speakers. Oh, this is so embarrassing. So, uh, Edward, um, I-, I think you might have wasted some money here. Um, so, uh... <laughs> 
He thinks it sounds like the performers are really there. <laughs> um, I just, see. You, I, I guess I, it's it's less to do with the stereo itself and more to do like like what do you like you know you're going to your 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 boyfriend's room for the first time. That's like a pretty big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's got st- he's got speakers in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> What, like what's your what's your reaction here? What do you what I, do you I will confess, like some of this chapter just gave me like the worst like high school boyfriend vibes of all time. <laughs> and I can't I can't like point to anything specific about it, but like this scene has that. No, absolutely like like the way especially the bit where I, I, I think the funniest and maybe like the, the biggest clue for like maybe this is a minus to me is when so he clearly likes music enough to have embedded speakers in the walls um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's crazy um but bella shows an interest in his cd collection and goes hey how is this organized and his his response i think it's the first time in this book in mine that he's ever said anything like this where he starts a sentence with um um yeah and just like not paying attention and like not looking or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm just like well edward she's you know this clearly means a lot to you and uh and and you're not really you're not really matching the energy here she's like she's showing an interest in your interest edward right right <laughs> um, here's the thing. This is a romance novel. Yeah. And if my opinion of the romantic moment is slightly negative, that's got to just be negative boyfriend <laughs> points, right? I don't have to explain myself. <laughs> well, you mentioned that this has, like, bad high school relationship vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that they, like, walk in and he just starts doing his own thing and, like, like <laughs> not really paying attention to what Bella's saying. Like, he could have just sat down and started playing, like, Gears of War or something. <laughs> I got here. <laughs> like he invited a girl into his room, and she's like, "Ooh, like what are we gonna do in here?" And he's just like, "I don't know. I'm gonna play Modern Warfare." Like, watch, watch me, pl- watch me play Modern Warfare too. <laughs> Check out these cool snowmobiles or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm dual wielding P90s on Rust. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this is his his room. His room situation, I think, and and his introduction of it to his girlfriend, I think, is maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Does like does does the wrestling does the wrestling like help or hurt him here? I just I a... think the whole thing just kind of had bad vibes. Yeah, just didn't really. He he doesn't. He's not. He's not seeming like a very charming. Not a charming boyfriend here. Here's the thing: is like it's part of the fantasy of the teen romance is that, like, as a teen reading the romance, you're supposed to be, like, sort of transported into um, into play-acting and adult relationship, right? Like, but, like, in a safe context, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this does not. This, as an adult, transports me back into the worst feelings of being a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just, that's just a negative from me. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is going to be a negative. How how many negative here? 
Oh, I don't know, like 10. It's not that serious. Yeah, it none, just isn't none, working for me. None of this is that serious because this chapter doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> this could have been deleted from the book entirely and nothing would have changed. Right. <laughs> so Edward really only has himself to blame here. Um, mm-hmm. So what, like minus 10 on yeah, this one? Some, Another minus 10. like that. Bad vibes. Room vibes. Um, and then... I mean, like, I get, like, the thing is, is that he, well, no, he does tell her, um, about the, about his, his Dexter actions. Right. That sort of, honestly, just kind of rolls into the room vibes, though, doesn't it? It does, it does. Guy invites you into his room, starts playing Modern Warfare 2, and talking <laughs> about the time that he killed a guy. <laughs> talking about when he was a cool vigilante, but he's not anymore. He's not anymore, but he totally was at one point. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess that's just all part of the vibe, huh? Like, like it's just it's just bad vibes all the way through. Yep. Um. So that's okay. So he's he's lost twenty points this week. Then. Um, well, we sort of end on a high note. They're gonna go play baseball. That's oh, worth something, that's true. Right? And getting it well, but he doesn't invite her to baseball. Jasper God. and Alice do. God damn it, Edward! <laughs> Is that not Ed- the perfect thing, Edward? Let me double check. Let me double check. How does he? Uh, actually, so so not only. Is it uh, Jasper who invites them to play baseball? Uh, Edward is kind of a bitch about it. Uh, uh, what will we be playing? I demanded. You will be watching, Edward clarified. Edward. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, so not even, not even inviting her to play baseball. Inviting her to watch them play baseball. Didn't, didn't give her a turn in on in uh, Gears of War. <laughs> Wouldn't even. I know it's co-op. You have two controllers. We can play I, it. Edward. I will be playing Gears of War. You will be watching. <laughs> oh, Edward. Yeah, this is a minus. I gotta. I gotta say. I think Darn. this is a minus. I thought I was uh, helping him out, and instead yeah. I, was, I was harming. <laughs> I think that's another minus ten. Yeah. Um, which brings him to, I'm sorry to say, uh, negative 300 and, hold on a second. Oh, I was nearly, oh, I'm so bad. I was like, it's, we've only got 30 points this week. I'm so, I don't even need to bust out the calculator (laughs) for this one. Uh, I I went the wrong way. Uh, negative 345 points is where he is sitting this week. Um, you know, I was a team Edward back in the day, so I'm really surprised it, it went this direction. <laughs> we are also we are like being our kindest to him. Yes. Uh, we're really rooting for him uh so far. Like like we 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 didn't take we we declared that he had lost all the points he could for watching her sleep at one point. Right, that is that is quite an assist. <laughs> we gave him a pa- we gave him a pass on that, and he is still not really performing here. So, right, right. I don't know. We might be looking at a player transfer here soon. He is not. He is not shaping up. Mm-mm. Um. Well, all right. 
Sorry to, sorry to Edward, but uh, we should take a quick little break. What do you say? Sounds good. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We had a real easy time with third segments when we were in the Harry Potter stage of the Mm -hmm. podcast, Mm -hmm. Um, partially because, as you pointed out many times, the secret to Harry Potter's success is that it's basically a personality test. Right. Um, uh, You know, we can always people people are always talking about what house they're in or their wand or their Patronus It's just like layers deep, several personality quizzes, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got me thinking, what what if we, you know, because we, we we took our house quiz on the show. Yep. We took our we did our wands. We got our Patronuses. We did we did pretty much everything that Harry Potter had to offer in that department. Yeah. And Twilight kind of doesn't have that robust of a <laughs> set of lore, <laughs> I guess, um, uh-huh. that immediately jumps out. But I did Google vampire personality quizzes. Mm. And uh, we are going to go through the top three results here. Excellent. The three top google results for vampire personality test so we can <laughs> we can do something i mean you know it's not quite as definitive as as getting our actual harry potter houses or whatever but um we we can learn a little bit about like what what does vampire mean to you know the general audience here right um, cause there, it, there's there's a lot of kinds of vampires yeah um so i first of all I think I am going to need to uh, stream this to you visually for the oh, first okay. one. Sure. Um, because it's asking us, like, questions about um, pictures. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we're going to have to describe them for the audience, but I, th- I think this I think this will be fun. Um, this is BuzzFeed's uh, vampire quiz. Uh, and I will. Hopefully, you Aha, are seeing my. I am. That's working. You can see my. Yep. Whoop. I do indeed. There we go. Full screen. Um. There are only four types of vampires. <laughs> <laughs> definitive <laughs> statement from Buzzfeed here. Fucking statement from Buzzfeed here. Can we guess on what the four types are? I I don't know if I would even I mean okay like energy is yep. one of them probably Mhm N- normal Yep Um magic magic and like a nasty little freak like an Osferatu Yeah yeah that Those that are would the be four like types. That would be like the four I would reach for I'm curious All right um let me just double check Real quick. Is my thing still recording? Okay, good. Phew. <laughs> Anytime I, like, add another function on top of recording a podcast, <laughs> I get nervous. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so there are only four types of vampires. It's time for you to find out which one matches your vibe. Uh, first question here is pick a living room. <laughs> Interesting. Um, None of these are vampire living rooms to me. No. So we have four pictures of living rooms here. Um, the first one, I guess, is like old. And then it's like an old living room. And then the second one, it looks pretty normal, except the couch is fancy, and they've got a, like, fake Roman statue behind the couch. Also, the photo is taken from a mouse's eye view here. <laughs> We're on the floor in this photo. Um, <laughs> the third one looks like an Airbnb listing. Yeah, uh, or, like a, or like an apartment listing, where yeah. it's like, you know it's not going to be nice. It's not, it doesn't look like it looks that. Like. Um, but it's got, you know, fancy IKEA furniture, or <laughs> fancy, quote-unquote, you know. And then the fourth one looks like a hotel lobby to me. Yeah, yeah, or like a bar. Yeah, hotel or a bar. Um, now, I it just says pick a living room. I don't know if this means for us to, like... Pick a vampire living room. But, like, do they mean to, like, have in our house? Or to have in our vampire house. <laughs> or I don't really know what they mean by pick a living like just one that's nice or one that I want. Like Right. Unsure. Um which of these which of these speaks to you as a vampire? As Reach a into vampire, your vampire soul. As a vampire, it's obviously the bottom right, because there's no windows and there's no natural light. That's a really good... That's... Okay. Yeah, I'm disqualifying all three of the first ones, actually, because <laughs> there's a window visible in all three of them. Right. Yeah. We're going to the hotel bar. We're going to the hotel bar. Pick a cup is the next question. Yeah. And we have a this picture of a... This quiz is just vibes. <laughs> a coffee mug? Uh, a coffee mug with a skull and crossbones on it. A coffee cup... And a teacup that's a little fancy. Mm -hmm. uh, what does what does the newspaper say? New ski area talk for NTA. Okay, huh. so we're huh. reading the news with a little tea. Pick a cup. Pick um, a cup. The first pick three, because I I would have thought is just like picking a drink, but the first three are coffee. Right. So pick a cup. Again, direct sunlight in three of these. But I guess we're just, <laughs> yeah. I guess we're just choosing the cup, so. That's true. Um, but I was immediately drawn to the newspaper and the teacup. The teacup? Also probably because it's like the one that doesn't match the others. Yeah, and it's like the fancy old-fashioned one. Right. Those others, I mean, these are all just like normal, you'd go to the store and see these. This I would, yeah, I would use any of those mugs. Yeah. If I'm a vampire, I'm picking the, like, gilded teacup for sure. Yes, yes. Okay. Pick place to think. <laughs> well, the park outside in, in the bright sunshine is out. Okay, so pick place to think <laughs> is the third question here. Uh, um, the first one is a, a shaded wood at night, I would say. it's. I mean, it looks very Forks, Washington, honestly. Yep. The second one is like a Roman palace. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. third one is just outside in a park in the middle of the day, and I can feel, I can, every two seconds I'm going, ooh, ah, ee, <laughs> ah, um... And then the fourth one is a spooky rocking chair in an attic, also in direct sunlight. 
Yeah, unfortunately in direct sunlight, otherwise that could be a contender. Yeah. Pick a place to think. Pick a place to think. The palace is pretty cool. I do a lot of thinking. I'd be thinking about, like, damn, these statues are pretty alright. Yeah, I like the palace. Um, the woods? The woods aren't where a vampire goes to think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 go to your parlor and 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 muse, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think the second one is the most. If you're in like a vampire's like castle or something, you'd go to your like cool statue room to ponder. Yeah, pick the statue room. Okay, we're going pick place to think. Pick oh, pick a house. Okay, so which house do we have this room in? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well the first one is just like. A fairly big, but, like, relatively normal outdoor house. Just, I just, outdoor house, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a house on some land. Uh, the second yes. one looks like the Adams Family house. Yep. Third one is some god-awful McMansion Instagram influencer house. Yep. And the fourth one is like that, but, like, you're also a, like southern politician maybe right i think the adams family house is like the only option yeah, here that's the vampire house like what the fuck like you yeah pick the vampire house the the like top left one the just like normal house looks like a wedding venue absolutely yes not. yes absolutely okay yeah we're going with the vamp with the the vampire house pick a pet Ooh, now we're talking hell yes dog cat guinea pig or tarantula it's gotta be cat. You gotta go with cat. If you're a vampire, hmm, I would say, yeah, cat, but, like, tarantulas are pretty cool Tarantula for a vampire. is cool, and you're, like, you're a vampire, so you're, like, I don't know, you're, like, not scared. Maybe you're, like, just have a tarantula. Exactly. It's, it's cool. Because, like, cat, I, a cat is definitely up there for, like, vampire pet, but also I think I maybe associate it more with witch. Maybe. Right. I guess I associate dogs with like Dracula. Can't you oh, that's control true. like the wolves and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And, and and they've got like the hounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To so they can say release the hounds on someone. Right, right. Anything but guinea pig, basically. Yeah. Tarantula like just tarantula. feels it just feels kind of badass if you're a vampire, right. right? Like, ooh, I have a pet tarantula. Yeah. Know that. Pick a dessert. Blood. Fruit cake, donuts charcoal ice cream or chocolate covered strawberries these are just normal desserts right nothing vampiric well i guess charcoal ice cream is like dark but that's about it um isn't sort of there's like a joke that nobody likes fruitcake yeah i don't know that that's true but that's sort of like a kind of a a funny sitcom joke that it's like it's like actually likes the fruitcake yeah you get it at christmas and it just sits around for like a month right is kind of the gag usually so get this maybe you're a vampire so you don't really know you're trying to blend in and you're like "Mm, fruitcake my favorite dessert yeah because like charcoal ice cream you're kind of trying too hard right you're like you're like edgy vampire like ooh, look at me you're even already my, a even vampire. My, you don't even need my that. ice cream is dark. Yeah, fruit cake. Yeah, fruit cake sounds appropriate for like you know that guy's a little off. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, are, are we sure? Are we sure that they're human and not a vampire? They they really <laughs> like the fruit cake. They're not. Some dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pick a desk. 
Wow, we're getting really exciting questions on this one. Mm-hmm. This was the top result on Google for Vampire Personality Quiz. <laughs> um, so the first desk is like an old desk. The second desk is like a desk with a Mac on it. Third desk yep. is a piano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a desk. That it's a piano. And the third desk is... <laughs> Also an old, another old desk similar to the first one, um, but also in direct sunlight. Okay, so two of these are in direct sunlight. (laughs) One is a piano. (laughs) So really only one of these is a desk. So we have to pick the old desk that isn't in the sun. We have to pick the old one that isn't in the sun that has a quill. The first one does have a quill. That's kind of the defining feature. Um, I think that's just process of elimination. Yeah, that's... This this isn't a vampire (laughs) test. This is like the Blade Runner test to make you... (laughs) Which one of these is a desk? Well, it's not the piano. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll pick the norm. Lastly, pick a house plant. Uh, well, I don't. <laughs> well, we got purple. We've got other purple. We've got green, and we've got cactus. <laughs> okay, so they didn't want to like <laughs> name these. I'm not. I don't know much about plants. So I, I mean, admit. one's like a. I think like they're trying to tell us it's a bonsai. One's an orchid. One is, I th- that's a cactus, right? The bottom this, right. Is it? I, I can't see because it's like kind of small on my screen. Yeah. And then it's... the other one is just like a hanging, like, it's one of those houseplants where they're like, here's houseplants that won't die. Yeah, this looks like one of the ones that you like touch thinking it's a fake plant and then you like squeeze it and you find out it's real and then you hope no one saw that you did that yeah yeah um, so sort of assuming that that's one of the ones where they're like oh it's really hard to kill it oh, that might be good a good point. choice for a vampire because right. you're always in the dark you're always in the dark yeah you can't you, yeah the direct sunlight thing paying off again mm-hmm. okay the dramatic <laughs> this is this is correct uh so we've got a gif of christopher lee dracula here which fuck yeah um your vibe is extra in the most flattering way the kind of vampire that matches it is an expert at theatrics the cape the castle the menacing stairs they've gone the whole nine yards Ooh, we've got to read more here from dracula to dark shadows this vampire is found in media classics that's right I do have one question for BuzzFeed here. <laughs> Where else are vampires found? <laughs> Where, if not the media, where are we finding vampires? <laughs> well, cool. Okay, so we are the dramatic vampire. I think this is just normal vampire. Yeah, we are a vampire. We, I, we, to me, th- this tells me that we succeeded the vampire test. We did. We got, you got, we got Dracula, like the vampire. So pretty cool. Excellent. Um, Okay. On to our next quiz Uh, from Brainfall. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never heard of this website, but this is the number two vampire quiz. Uh, And... They've got a very long preamble here about different kinds of vampires, but this seems a little more comprehensive, maybe. Great. I will zoom us in here. Thank you. Question one. 
which would you still be able to do? Hmm. I assume is this is what they what what they would like, what we would want to still be able to do. Walk around during the day, eat garlic, wear silver jewelry, survive without depending on human blood. That one's out. That one's out. We're a vampire. We, I'm good with that. Um, I want to eat garlic. Garlic's good. Yeah. It's yeah, in like I all mean, the best food. Walking around during the day is probably the most practical. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. It's like I'm a vampire. I want to drink human blood and I want to not be able to go out in the sun. Yeah, that's kind of like the vampire thing, right? Is yeah. is having to find an excuse to either be wearing like a big hat all the time or staying inside, but like being able to eat garlic seems pretty good. Like you'd be able to like keep eating Italian food. That's pretty good right, to me. That right. seems good. Yeah, and it's like it comes down to would I rather eat garlic or wear silver jewelry and I'm going to pick garlic. <laughs> you can get other colors of jewelry you know you can get other 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 metals uh garlic no no replacement Mm -hmm. uh okay eat garlic uh what would you look slash dress like professional clothing suits dresses etc fun and colorful casual or victorian era clothing (laughs) this is a very good question i don't know look dressed like what would i look and dress like not professional yeah why what's the point of that yeah victorian era is fucking cool as fuck like you you have like a big big vampire suit or or ball gown or whatever but like kind of impractical and really gives it away too yeah but you're a vampire but you're a vampire right? like what what other like you've got endless time and yeah. I only follow your whims, and to be honest, if I was following my whims, that's probably what I would do. Victorian, we're gonna go Victorian era. We're just yeah. We're, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, fuck it. Go all out. We're vampires. Living large. This is, this is how we end up as the dramatic vampire. <laughs> that's right. Which is your most preferred activity? Reading, art, working out, video games. <laughs> I will be playing Gears of War. <laughs> I, I must admit, after all that stuff about how dramatic and cool we are as vampires, I would be playing video games. Yeah, we'd be playing video You've games. You've got to stay inside all day. Right. Yeah, I bet Dracula's got a sick setup. Video games, absolutely. Uh, Which pop culture vampire... Okay, come on now. You can't ask this in the quiz. What's which which pop culture vampire is your favorite? Uh Twilight, Buffy Well Buffy isn't a vampire. Uh Twilight, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Classics, Dracula, Nosferatu, etc., and then Vladimir <laughs> Todd. I mean, for me personally, I gotta go Buffy. Like the Buffy vampires? Like the Buffy vampires. They're pretty fucking yeah. cool. They've got like They are cool. Yeah. I, I would go classics, but uh, but the thing is, is the, the Buffy vampires kind of hew pretty close to the classics anyway. Yeah, they like, do. That's kind of the fun part. Um, They can just, like, disguise themselves, I guess, is kind of mm-hmm. their, their thing. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're saying pop culture, I'm going Buffy. Okay, okay. Because, like, cl- class, I don't know if classics is pop culture, really. Is that the, that's not really the same thing. Unless they mean like the movie versions. If it oh, if it's between like the movie versions and Buffy, definitely Buffy. Way cooler makeup, I think. 
my vote's on Buffy, so Yeah. I'll go I think I'm I think I'm with you. I think Buffy. Buffy for sure. Uh how would you prefer to get food? Send a lackey to collect it, the old fashioned hunting way, connect with slash steal from a blood bank. <laughs> I'd like to be able to eat more than blood. That seems one of these is not like the other. Also, well, like to, what <laughs> we've already said that we want to eat garlic still. So this feels like kind of. Yes, yeah, so our answer is I'd like to be able to eat more than blood. I guess that's true. I guess we've already answered this for ourselves previously. It just isn't answering the question either. Yeah. How would you? Bur- yeah, that's not. That's just not. Okay, so do how do, do we want to answer the question directly or do we want do we feel like we need to skip this one? With I say we skip it. These are do, answers are bad. Okay, so, so I'd I'd like to be able to eat more than blood. We we kind of did already say that. Ooh, yeah. which is your favorite type of music? <laughs> Rock, classic, pop. A mixed for do they mean cla- I think they must mean classical here. Uh, <laughs> it's rock, classic, rock, or pop. These are <laughs> so the three bro- genres. Taste. Or a mixed variety is the last one. I mean, this is another one where it's like you just can dodge the question by saying <laughs> a, a mixed, mixed variety. variety, which is the obvious answer for anyone. <laughs> do we do we go with a mixed variety? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm just, We're gonna win I the like quiz. Classic. Um, which job would you have as a vampire? Uh, none. <laughs> I'm a fucking vampire. Again. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that, that that is accounted for here because we have designer, artist, CEO. Why? Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to do a job? And then I can do anything whenever slash wherever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a vampire. I'm not doing any of this shit. What would you miss about being human? Going to school slash working during the day? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, wearing my favorite cross. <laughs> wearing my favorite cross slash silver accessory. Being able to eat normal food and nothing. <laughs> I nothing. Nothing. We have, we have established. We've established that, that we are still going to eat normal food, so it's nothing. <laughs> If 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 the defining traits of being human are going to school and working and wearing a cross, I'm good. I'm going with nothing. Thank you. Uh, what powers would you want to have? Flight and super speed, hypnosis and telepathy, transform into other creatures and sizes, powerful magic, summon plagues, creatures, etc. <laughs> I was sort of on board for all of these until we got to the last one, which is the obvious choice. Powerful magic, yeah. Summon plagues, creatures, etc. <laughs> this sounds fucking awesome. I mean, <laughs> transform into other creatures sounds pretty cool, but if you summon can plagues? summon creatures, I guess it. Yeah, I, I guess etc. It's <laughs> that's a really big etc. etc. There, like. That is a powerful etc. Yeah, it's got to be that one. I'm going to win this quiz. <laughs> what is the first word you think of when you hear vampire? Power, romance, damned, and underworld. I mean, we are reading Twilight right now. 
Yeah, romance. Yeah. I mean, power. Damned and Underworld is really funny, because those are kind of the same thing, I think. Like, yeah, I think so. Those are those are basically the same. That's also not a vampire in this picture. They've got yeah, that's no. a guy. That's just a guy. Um, it's either power or romance. Power or romance. Yeah. Uh, I think romance. Like like you know they're even if it's not like a vampire romance novels novel like vampires are very like a romantic bad guy. You know like yes yes romance romance. Uh-oh. Okay, well, let's hope my computer doesn't explode. Oh, fuck off! Take this short survey, it's here. No, thank you. Okay, more brain fall, more like brain fail. Yeah, well. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not taking a survey. Okay, well, we won the quiz. We did win. We won the quiz, absolutely. I'm not... <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> uh, well, moving on to our final quiz, which we will also win, I'm sure. Uh, this is... EA's vampire quiz? <laughs> EA has a Sims 4 what kind of vampire are you quiz? That was Great. The, that was the third result. So we we are really diving into the 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 popular concept of vampires here. Number 1 BuzzFeed. Number 2 a website that holds your answer hostage unless you uh get, put put a virus on your computer. And uh EA <laughs> and the sims um, um i'd like to point out that in the little logo of the teeth the fangs are on the wrong teeth the fangs are on the wrong fucking teeth so we're off to a bad start here they're on the <laughs> they're on the teeth that they have them in um true blood yeah which is a show that i otherwise quite like but i will that's not where they go on it mm um, however, I will say they've kind of got a good spread of vampires here in the picture for the quiz. They've got an Osferatu guy. Uh, they've got like a kind of, I guess, like Victorian-ish dressed guy, and they've got like a secret lady, like like I don't know. They got like a milf vampire here. They got a, and a yeah, bat yeah. and a bat. Let's see, those yep. are vampires to me. Mm -hmm. That works. Okay, let's take the quiz. Ah. Number one, what's your favorite hobby? Picking fights, creeping around, forming secret societies, helping others, and writing romance novels. I do like the idea of a vampire that writes romance novels. That's fucking cool. That's pretty cute. Yeah. Vampires are not helping others, though. No, absolutely not. Or picking fights, really. No, they win the fight. They win the fight if they come to them. Creeping around is a good one, but writing romance novels, I think. That's yeah, 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 I like that. What's your favorite nighttime snack? Cold leftovers, spicy curry, nectar, anything organic. Hank, sorry, I need to back up. Nectar? <laughs> what is nectar? Like, I mean, I just, know what nectar is, but... Am I a bee? <laughs> 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 is this the bee quiz uh anything organic or strawberries uh shredded cheese straight out of the bag is not an option here so no no um this is a tough one i don't know what nectar means um anything organic is a bad answer yeah no um i i will say like in nighttime snack and realizing you have leftover curry in the fridge that's pretty good yeah but it 
spicy Sorry, curry cold leftovers and cold leftovers or spicy yeah, curry. Both of, but the thing but curry can be your leftover. This is confusing. Yeah. Cold leftovers would, is good though. I would not eat cold leftovers. You're not a cold leftovers fan? Nope, I'm not. Don't like cold pizza or anything? Nope, nope. Okay. Spicy curry. Yep. That does sound pretty fucking good. Uh, which superpower excites you most? Super strength, being irresistible, <laughs> it, immortality, turning into a bat, and restful sleep. Is that a superpower? Do they sleep? I mean, I guess they sleep during the day, right? Yeah, I guess they can. Is it particularly restful? Yeah. Are they known Are for they that? Are they known for a vampire waking up and going, oh my god, they had such a good sleep last night. <laughs> oh, Eight hours on the dot. Um, these are all good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these are all pretty fucking good. Immortality. Yeah, it's a hard one to beat. Yeah, every story that's like, wouldn't it be hard to be immortal because everything around you would die? I mean, fucking no, it's awesome. No? I would, no, it would just yeah. keep moving. It sounds great. Turning into a bat's cool, but I don't think it beats immortality. I think immortality wins. Immortality is like the vampire thing, I think. Number four, where would you like to live? On someone's couch, a penthouse apartment, a Victorian mansion, the suburbs, or a crypt? I think we already answered that we'd uh, Got a cool, live in a Victorian a mansion. A cool mansion, yeah. Yeah. I'm a vampire. I mean, like, a crypt is pretty cool, too. But, like, a Victorian mansion... Can, a, a mansion can have a crypt, you know? Like, why limit yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, why, why limit ourselves? Victorian mansion. Number five, what are you afraid of? Injustice, social situations, having no style, absolutely nothing, or the dark? If I mean, Like me, a vampire? Yeah, if I'm a vampire, it's nothing, right? Nothing, right. I'm a, if I'm a vampire, we're winning the quiz. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Noble vampire! <laughs> You may be accustomed to the finer things, but coming from an old world, you are a bit out of touch with society, with hoarding tendencies. Watching a little modern-day TV might be good for you. Oh, don't worry. I'm watching, as established, <laughs> we're watching plenty of TV. Mm -hmm. Noble van- so we're dramatic and noble. That sounds right. That sounds about right. right. Yep. We won the quiz. We won the quiz. Uh, especially the second one, which I, <laughs> I will now, I'm going to do a virus scan on my computer real quick, just <laughs> once we're done recording here, just in case. <laughs> it was the second result. I assumed it would be a legit one. <laughs> well, um, that, that was a, a lovely dive into the world of, uh, popular vampire quizzes i guess um yeah ho hopefully we learned a little bit about ourselves what we're noble and dramatic sounds about right yeah that's that's totally right that's uh, that, that 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 works for me I, I i'd go mm -hmm. for that um but uh we should probably take it to the close here on this late late recording what do you say sounds good our theme song is hot mcgonagall by cheshire moon huge thanks to them as always for letting us use that as our theme song, you can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash shriekcast. And Liz, what are we reading next week? We are reading Vampire Baseball. My chapter is called The Game. Mine is also called The Game. 
Well, it's it'll be a time for the big the big Twilight game. All right, we'll see you all at the big game. But please remember to read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean rolls seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch your eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.